Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today is December the 11th and it's 7.49 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is episode 7 and I want to talk to you about CPR today. If there is something that is said that resonates with you or someone you know, share my podcast and make me your favorite so that when I get on, you get it first. Thank you for listening. My name is Terry, and I am a nurse, educator, and a CPR instructor. I also own and operate my own CPR business, and I think it's important for everyone to know CPR and how to get help. In this episode, I will talk about hands-only CPR. Hands-only CPR is the CPR that is encouraged to help save a life. Instead of doing nothing, the rescuer does something to include pushing hard and fast in the center of the chest. Hands-only CPR is CPR without rescue breaths. If you see a teen or adult collapse, you can perform hands-only CPR with just two easy steps. Call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest to the beat of the Bee Gees classic disco song, Staying Alive. The song is 100 beats per minute, the minimum rate you should push on the chest during hands-only CPR. If you're not familiar with the song, you can Google it. The American Heart Association's CPR and First Aid Business launched a campaign in 2012 to raise awareness of hands-only CPR as a life-saving method and to increase the likelihood of people to perform CPR in an emergency. For the past four years, the American Heart Association, with financial support from Anthem Foundation, has been working to educate millions of Americans about hands-only CPR. I am an American Heart Association ambassador and I am also working hard to educate the public and the community about the importance of CPR. So you may ask, why would you use a hands-only CPR? Well, with 70% of all out-of-hospital cardiac arrests happening at home, if you're called on to perform hands-only CPR, you're likely to be trying to save the life of someone you know and love. Hands-only CPR carried out by a bystander, which would be you, has been shown to be as effective as CPR with breaths in the first few minutes during an out-of-hospital sudden cardiac arrest for an adult victim. If you are a nurse or a healthcare provider, you may already know this, but just by chance, my audience is not in healthcare. This episode is for those who are interested in becoming CPR certified. Or on any given day, anyone can have a sudden cardiac arrest. If you are interested in getting trained in CPR, go to www.cprheart.org and locate a training center or find a class near you. I'm in the Central Arkansas area and can be reached at admin at physiciancpr.life to sign up for my course. Um, in case you do not know, CPR stands for 
cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Cardio means heart and pulmonary means lungs. CPR can help revive a heart that stopped. Hands only is encouraged because bystanders were doing nothing for fear of breathing into the mouth of a stranger. Some fancy scientists discovered that you have enough oxygen in your body to circulate the blood and oxygen to your brain for a certain amount of time. This time is a very low, very small window, and this information is theory, so I won't say the time because everyone is different and there are underlying conditions and factors as well that we wouldn't know about. So, uh, for the sake of um, not being right or wrong, I will leave that time um, up to your own research. But there were scientists that found out if they just, if the bystander just press hard and fast in the center of the chest, then they'll be able to uh, help rescue someone. On any given day, anyone can have a sudden cardiac arrest. This includes your neighbors, your friends, and your family. Um, by learning CPR, you can improve the chances of survival for someone in cardiac arrest. You can make a difference. You can ha- help save someone's life. Does, does learning hands-only CPR increase the chance of bystanding, uh, bystanders taking action in cardiac emergency? And the answer to that is yes, because most Americans feel helpless to act during a cardiac emergency because they don't know how to administer CPR or they're afraid of hurting a victim. And to be frank, you can't hurt someone who's dead. According to the American Heart Association, people are more likely to remember the correct pace when trained to the beat of disco classic Staying Alive or another familiar song with 100 to 120 beats per minute, which is the rate you should push on the chest um, during CPR. So, uh, children and babies are different and breaths are still expected because they are so young and need respiratory support. So for the sake of this podcast, I will just mention adults. If you decide to provide CPR rescue for a victim, the first thing you should consider is scene safety. Make sure that if you are helping, that you are not putting yourself in danger as well. You wouldn't believe how many people forget that they can't swim when trying to rescue a victim when they are drowning, when the victim is drowning. So first things first, do not run into a burning house. Second, get help. If you try to rescue a victim and help is not on the way, you are wasting time to receive the shock that they may need to bring their heartbeat back to a regular rhythm with an AED device. So call 911 and describe who you are, what you see, when did it happen, where are you, and how did this... um, happen if the person was hit by a vehicle or if they tripped and fell or anything like that you just you just when you call 911 be very descriptive a lot of people get frustrated but talking to the operator will get you help faster than hanging up in her face or hanging up in his face 
They need to know how to get to you, especially if you're calling on a cell phone because they don't have um, that exact location because it's not a landline. So they have to either ping off of different towers or they have to have a very descriptive location of where you are. The whole time you are talking to the operator, you are putting yourself in a position to provide rescue. By this time, you are kneeling by the victim and you are already tapping the person, you know, asking them, hey, hey, are you okay? Um, You generally would give them about 10 seconds to respond. That's the recommended time. Um, And uh, there's no magic you know, step one, step two, step three, or in order, you know, some of my students ask, what do I do first? And I say, whatever comes to your mind, but do something. Um, if it was me, I'm calling 911 first, simply because I don't know the person's underlying health conditions. And um, I've performed CPR more than I wanted to, and it's extreme exercise. So I want help as soon as possible. So once you call 911, put the operator on speaker and um, like say for instance um, you you find someone um, they're there you coming out the store they're on the ground you go over there you're like hey hey are you okay no response you call 911 put them on speaker hey this is Terry I'm at the store on Park Street I'm in Little Rock Arkansas I am in Bryant, Arkansas. I am in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And I am about to rescue this person with by pushing hard and fast on their chest. Now they'll, the operator may tell you, uh, ex, you know, expose their chest because you have to see their chest. So you kneel and the operator will most likely tell you to expose the chest and place your hands in the center of the chest. It used to be between the nipples, but... Um, that didn't work out for female victims. Most likely there will be a crowd. Once the crowds start coming around, you will notice them more than the rescue. So go ahead and look up and pick a person in the crowd. You in the red hat, hat, go get an AD and come back. I'm going to need your help. You in the black shirt, go get an AED. Come back. I'm going to need your help. The operator on the phone will be talking to you and the dispatcher at the same time. So just keep pushing hard and fast in the center of the person's chest. If that person says, what's that? If the the person in the crowd that you called out, the red hat man on the black shirt girl, say, what do you want me to get? You just let them know it's the shock paddles. It's the shock pads. Go ask for the shock paddles or go ask for the shock pads. Um, within the store or wherever they uh, can run and maybe most some stores have them big stores have uh, the AEDs but they're very expensive so in that case uh, if you can't get an AED just keep pushing hard and fast in the center of the chest keep pushing forget the count but push hard and fast enough that you you uh, at least feel bone under your hands Uh, uh, you know some of us are really squishy up top so push hard enough where you can feel a bone under your hand two inches is the depth that they recommend it's better to push down too hard than not hard enough 
Also, you have to allow the chest to bounce back or return to its normal position to give the heart time to fill and refill. Try as best as you can to continue compressions until fire rescue or EMT arrive. If you get tired, ask the other bystanders to help. While you're pushing hard and fast, you will notice that you'll get, you, you're thinking you won't get tired, but you will. So you're pushing hard and fast and you're looking up saying, help me, help me. Do you know CPR? You know, ask them in the crowd, do they know CPR? And most likely there'll be one, maybe two people that will just get down there and do what you're doing. So, um, you know, I'll ask for help. Someone will help you. If a person is gasping, snoring, or groaning, the person still need rescue immediately, especially if they're not responding to your prompting or answering questions. Their brain is trying to tell them to do something since their heart is stopped. So they still need CPR, especially if they look like maybe a fish out of water with their lips or uh, look maybe like you know how you blow bubbles with the babies they'll do that now that we talked about hands only CPR for adults let's go over the action steps first make sure the scene is safe tap and shout for help then you're gonna check for breathing and responsiveness Annie Annie are you okay you gonna look you're going to see if their chest is rising and falling. Then you're going to call 911. You call 911 if you have a cell phone. If you are alone with no cell phone and you find that person and they're not breathing and you know they need rescue, go run in the house, pick up the landline, 911, come and get them. I got to get back out here to him, my address my town, my city, um, that's one, um, uh, you know, one of um, the rare instances you can't stay on the phone with the operator, but make sure they know where you are. Once you um, hang up the phone, you can go back to the victim if you are alone. If there is somebody else out there or a crowd is gathering and you don't have your phone don't have a phone or don't have it on you ask someone call 911 call 911 call 911 you know ask the next person go get the AED and come back and go need your help um make sure um that you get help um ask for the AED, once the AED arrives, you open it, you turn it on, and you do exactly what it says. Um, make sure the person is lying flat on a hard surface. You want to make sure the, the clothes are removed. If it's a female, we keep money, cell phones, food, EpiPens. I'm, I'm just telling you guys all the stuff I have found in um, female bras. And so you want to make sure you remove that. If you want to go ahead and cover them back up, that's fine, especially if it's a crowd. But you have to be able to uh, clear the area in which you're going to be pressing hard and fast in the center of the chest because, um, you know, some things can hinder you from getting uh, that depth. Um, put the heel of your dominant hand in the center of the chest and the other hand on top of that hand. 
and then you're gonna push straight down at least two inches at um to 100 and 120 beats per minute now you can count the 100 and start back over but it is pretty fast and it's pretty hard okay make sure when you press it on the chest that you return the chest to the normal position after each compression because it will um it will allow the heart to uh refill um and it's a bouncing um i don't know i'm bouncing while i'm talking to you guys like you can see me but <laughs> it's kind of like a bounce on the person's chest and kind of a raise up but anyway um it you want to make sure that the heart that the chest returns to its normal position after you make the compressions uh, again it's extreme exercise so get help when you get tired um oh and the aed stands for automated external defibrillator it's a small machine with a computer in it that can shock the heart and can help it start working properly again um gosh lee uh when using this device, do exactly what it tells you to do once you turn it on. Please take the command to clear or do not touch the patient um, very seriously when it's analyzing or shocking because it will, if, it's, if it says analyzing the patient, it will give a false rhythm and it may give a false shock if you're touching and shaking the, the, the person that needs rescue. If you are um, touching the patient when it does shock them, it will shock you too. Trust me. I have seen it. I've always taken the command serious. It sounds like it's not serious because it's a computer. But if it says, do not touch the patient, then do not touch the patient. Okay? That's it, ladies and gentlemen. If I've confused you, don't worry. You can go to my link tree forward slash PC health ed. That's a link tree. It's in my bio. You can um, click on my link tree to see the video explaining everything I just talked about. If you wanna take a class, you can go to www.cpr.heart.org and locate a training center or find a class near you. Like I said before, I am in the Central Arkansas area and I can be reached at admin at positioncpr.life to sign up for my course. Um, want the um, link in my bio if you click my link tree it's the fourth link in my bio I mean in the uh, link tree and if you are serious about getting your certification you can click the fifth link in my bio and take the class with pro CPR they are wonderful and I am affiliated with them as well you can take the course pay for it and then print your certificate um, and as a matter of fact, if you take the course with ProCPR, any updated information for your lifetime, they will send it to you. They send you updates monthly in your email, which is pretty cool. Um, and they have child CPR. They have other courses on there as well, which is, is great. I, I just really like that system that they have set up there. Um, 
you take the course, you pay for it, and you print the certificate. So do not forget to stop by my blog, thenurseinformant.wordpress.com. And after January 7th, it'll be thenurseinformant.com. So I'll be changing all that. Um, And you can follow me there too. Uh, Also, the list of nursing scholarships are up. And if you follow me, that post went straight to your email. Um, Share my podcast and make me your favorite. Uh, I've already been picked up by 10 podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So thank you, Apple. Thank you, Google. Um, I'd like for you all to stay tuned. Thank you. Take care. Until next time.